peace. United has demonstrated a, quote, calloused approach to and apparent disdain for people of faith. Why is United's conduct disregarding the rights of your employees so different from the conduct of your competitor air airlines, which are protecting the rights of their pilots and flight attendants and not firing them or putting them on unpaid leave for exercising their religious liberty rights? Well, Senator Cruz, uh, again, we did this for safety. Uh, we believe it saved lives. I think that's my number one obligation is safety, uh, particularly running an airline. And you have and an doing obligation to, to your customers? My number one obligation is safety, um, including to our customers. Are your competitors unsafe? Uh, I think that the world is safer um, for us. I made the decision for United. I'll let the, my competitors speak for themselves. Uh, I made the decision for United uh, that getting everyone vaccinated would save lives and well, would Mr. create Kirby, a safer I will tell environment you this. My for all the expired, other workers. But I will tell you this. I fly United flight almost every week. Almost without exception, when I'm on one of your flights, I get stopped by a pilot or a flight attendant, often multiple pilots or multiple flight attendants, who say, thank you for fighting for us. Your employees are being mistreated and it's disappointing. Your company is better than this and what you're doing is wrong. Senator Peters. Welcome to the Rob Maynard Show, ladies and gentlemen. And the title today is on Truth Thursday, the pandemic's greatest damage, normalizing tyrants. And you just saw one right there. Not the good Senator Ted Cruz, but the guy representing the executives making the decisions uh, about the pandemic. And yeah, we're still talking about this because you know what? Airline pilots for United Airlines and flight attendants and other employees in the thousands have been harmed. And United Airlines received billions of taxpayer funds, as did all the airlines during the pandemic, to keep their ops going. And all the airlines except United committed to not firing employees. United, however, fired some and placed thousands of employees on unpaid leave status, effectively firing them for requesting religious and other exemptions. The company even went so far as to intentionally create a hostile work environment with the CEO saying publicly that if an employee requested a religious exemption, they would be putting their job at risk. As we've known repeatedly during this time of absolute government and corporate tyranny, military officers are stepping up and have stepped into the breach and leading the fight to take these tyrants down and get their fellow employees and themselves, by the way, made whole. Today's guest, we have two guests tonight. Uh, Jim Zetlau is a retired U.S. Air Force Colonel, Air Force Academy graduate, uh, uh, a, a strate key strategic uh, uh, player at the DOD level in pandemic contingency planning, former Air Force pilot, and Mr. Tom Floyd is a retired Lieutenant Colonel from the Air Force, uh, and as a former Air Force pilot, uh, gentlemen, welcome to the Rob Manus Show. Thanks for stepping into the breach. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Rob, for having us, sir. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, uh, Y'all's org organization is called Wings for Liberty and Justice. Uh, and uh, the numbers I, I get range from 28 to 30 that are plaintiffs uh, in the lawsuit that you have filed uh, against United Airlines for the harm they have caused. 
I, I, I just briefly described uh, a little bit of the harm that they've caused. But what are the what are the harms that you name in the lawsuit against United Airlines? Well, once again, thank you, Rob, for having us. Uh, <clears throat> we have a lot of uh, we brought a lot of uh, things to to uh, to the forefront when we brought this case forward. Um, you mentioned that there was like 28 or 30 of us. There was uh, at one point as many as 120 of us, but that has dwindled down now to uh, we're at 28 and 28 strong and uh, the core of our group here. Um, the key issues that we bring to the, the forefront here is, and you know, in that, in that clip you just showed with Senator Cruz really grilling um, Scott Kirby, the CEO, was mm -hmm. Scott Kirby claimed that we were doing this for safety, but you know, they really can't stand on that. Um, if they truly believed that it was unsafe for the employees to come to work or or for the uh, passengers on board to be flying, they should have stopped flying altogether. There's no way that they can justify that this was for safety. This, in my opinion, was a marketing uh, a scheme to say we are the only fully vaccinated airline come fly with us we're a lot safer than everybody else as it turns out it's exactly the opposite it, we've we've uh, we've seen countless episodes countless situations where um, people who are vaccinated are actually s suffering from more physiological and medical issues than the unvaccinated we've had mm -hmm. just in the much of month of March there were four incidents where the pilots who are actually physically flying the airplanes suffered a medical situation, and two of them actually passed, unfortunately. So this is unheard of in, in aviation history that 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 so many pilots would uh, suddenly start succumbing to this and not passing their physicals and things like that. So it's not safety. It was all about something else, and it was draconian. They did require that people get the vaccine or get fired, and uh, they were absolutely very awful about it. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. I mean, uh, later in the show, I'm going to read uh, some specific things out of the uh, the the legal filing uh, to the court, Jim. But uh, uh, you know, your your background is pretty interesting. You know, a former strategic DoD pandemic contingency planner. Uh, I think you mentioned to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you you worked on the flu pandemic uh, in the 2009 era, maybe. Uh, uh, and uh, I was vice wing commander at Offutt. Air Force Base then in Nebraska, so I was responsible for implementing the plans at, at my level uh, during that. And, and uh, I'm just interested in your thoughts on on this whole thing uh, from a uh, from a uh, a professional perspective. It just doesn't it doesn't smell right. It doesn't feel right. And Tom just mentioned uh, fatalities that have happened uh, even in the cockpit. Uh, uh, putting the passengers and crews of uh, United Airlines at higher risk. Yeah, just to Rob again, thank you for hosting. Uh, it's, uh, you know, again, my comments do not reflect, uh, you know, the Department of Defense or, uh, you know, the U.S. Air Force. Uh, these are my personal opinions. Uh, but in 2007, I led the... Uh, the uh, DOD's Global Pandemic Influenza Planning Group at U.S. Northern Command. And so uh, we brought uh, J-5 uh, military planners in from all the combatant commands, geographic commands, as well as we had medical professionals. And we built the baseline first ever DOD Global Pandemic Influenza Plan 
the second global plan after the global war on terror plan. And so um, it was and it was an honor to sit down with a bunch of planners and go, what does it take to keep the U.S. military operating through multiple phases and waves of a global pandemic? And so I was uh, honored to work for an entire year uh, again, you know, with the joint staff and obviously Pentagon and Pentagon plan to put together a multi-phase plan to keep our airplanes, our ships, our submarines, again, our weapon systems ready and, and fully manned as best as possible and to, to protect the nation. So uh, it was focused not just on one single preventative uh, measure like, uh, you know, protective, uh, personal protective equipment, but it was focused on uh, things like antivirals, Tamiflu uh, for that flu pandemic. And of course, early treatment protocols were a must to keep our people healthy, as well as, uh, you know, down the road through normal safety protocols, then considering vaccines at a later time. But it was a multifaceted approach, again, to keep, you know, if people were sick, you would keep them, you know, isolated to some extent, yeah. but mostly focused on keeping our people healthy and in the fight if we had to defend the nation. Yeah, when I was uh, implementing those plans uh, at my level, I mean, the thought never crossed our mind to keep information from people especially our own people and our and their families uh, and in the public uh, outside of the installation uh, because we were coordinating with each other all the government entities were uh, across those fence lines uh, uh, but uh, but I, I Tom you also were deputy director of the uh, TACC that folks that's the that's the centralized uh, airlift control uh, organization for uh, all of uh, American airlift uh, really so so these two gentlemen uh, you, you both have executive experience in operating uh, large aircraft operations around the world and those kind of things and I've got to do an ad read real quick and then we've got to take a break and after the break though I want to get you guys to uh, talk about whether the CEO and his team uh, sought advice from any of you guys because uh, uh, there have to, if you guys Guys are indicative of what's going on at United, and I know a lot of pilots from uh, fly with United that I've worked with. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear uh, that feedback on whether he sought that uh, that from you because uh, he sure missed out if he didn't. We'll be right back. Uh, attention, Americans! Breaking news: Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented as we speak. Don't be fooled; it's not going to benefit you. Act now before it's too late. You know, the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of the CBDC Fed now starts on July 1st, 2023. That's right, it's already started. So don't get caught off guard. Your hard-earned assets are at risk, uh, but you can legally opt out of the digital dollar in time. How? With a straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends over at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2USA-GOLD. That's 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take to immediately transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. It's very dangerous. Call 833 
2USA Gold. That's right, 833-287-2465. Call them right now at 833-287-2465. interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Well, it's a fight that will continue in federal court. United Airlines says they're trying their best to keep everyone safe, but the employees who were exempt say they had no idea they'd be losing their paychecks. I grew up in an airline family. My dad taught me how to fly. Being a pilot is in Dave Morgan's blood. He's flown for United for 23 years. It's not only his career, but his passion. But now that's come to a halt. The last thing I expected was unpaid leave. But that's why we're fighting them in court. Morgan is one of the roughly 2,000 United Airlines employees who the company approved either a religious or medical exemption from the COVID-19 vaccine. The company tells me they have 67,000 employees total. The airline says it's working to find jobs where the exempt employees don't have to come face-to-face with customers. Otherwise, they can take unpaid leave until it's safe for them to come back to their current positions. Morgan just wants to pilot flights but due to religious reasons, says he won't get the vaccine. So he's out of work with no pay right now. Eventually the boat will sink. This is the worst case scenario for me. Morgan and other United employees in the same boat are now banding together to raise legal fees online, vowing to continue the legal battle, now a fight or flight situation. I am all for medical freedom of choice. And that's what we're fighting for. Using science... United Airlines says they're using science-based metrics to return those employees back to active status, and they're reviewing those metrics every 30 days. Jared? Yeah, Brianna, what else did United tell you about just how many of their employees have indeed been vaccinated? Yeah, so it's a lot. As of September, they said 97% of their U.S.-based employees are vaccinated, so that's a high amount. Yeah, the overwhelming majority clearly have been vaccinated. Uh, Interesting story, though. Brianna, thanks. 
Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show live on the Red Voice Media Network, uh, now being called the most dangerous network in America. And that's because we dare to bring you the facts and the truth about tough issues. And you don't have to make up your mind about what's happening in the world by having government or corporate propaganda forced down your throats. And we're talking today with uh, two pilots, uh, two American heroes, really uh, retired military uh, Air Force pilots, uh, uh, Jim Zetlau and Tom Floyd, uh, who are uh, two of the United Airlines pilots, part of the lawsuit uh, against United. Yes, I know the pandemic's over, but this lawsuit against tyranny uh, is very, very important. Uh, uh, and uh, Tom, you, you you mentioned this this was not about safety; it was about marketing. And right at the very end of that that clip, there you saw that they brought in. They're, uh, they're, we're at 97% uh, vaccinated line, which is what I believe Kirby was chasing, really. Uh, uh, I agree with you guys there. Uh, but, uh, uh, but before the break, I was asking a little bit about, did the CEO and the leadership team at United uh, take any uh, advice or ask for any advice from you guys? Uh, I mean, there has to be a lot of uh, pilots with your background in uh in the United, I mean, you both have the equivalent of running global airline operations around the world of various types, whether it be cargo or passenger or both. Uh, and uh, I would think uh, that if I were in Kirby's position, I'd be talking to my people. Jim? Uh, yeah, we, uh, I think Tom will allude to it also. We had an opportunity uh, to provide feedback. I know uh, I was writing uh, emails uh, to the pilot union making suggestions as early as March of 2020, uh, given my background on what ought to be happening uh, and here, how to keep our people safe. And that was a, what it was all about, was how do we keep our people safe as this, uh, this situation was unfolding. And uh, again, I'm not sure how much of that was uh, forwarded to the uh, CEO, but again, I, I was providing for several several weeks that initial uh, response and how we should handle it again it was back to 15 days to flatten the curve back in march of uh, 2020 and it's amazing how we went from 15 days to flatten the curve to you know here we are almost three years later uh just just wrapping up what was what it was much of a shorter event so uh, maybe tom can allude to what uh, he provided yeah tom yeah we yeah, we, uh, we, we were all given opportunities to, uh, to, to tell the company uh, some of our ideas, some of our plans. But, you know, uh, the way this thing was rolled out, it was sold to us very, very clearly that uh, the, the CEO had, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an epiphany while he was out walking, maybe walking his dogs, that he just believed in his heart that for the safety of the airline that we needed to everybody get vaccinated. So um, when they say they're using a, a science-based metric, it was clear that that really wasn't going on. It was, I mean, announced right from the start this, that uh, Mr. Kirby uh, made, a, uh, made a decision on his own. And he said that in the, in the decision that he was talking to uh, Senator Cruz there in, there in the previous clip. Um, now remember, this vaccine was forced on the employees, all the employees that worked at United Airlines, uh, domestic U.S.-based employees, 18 months after we'd already been flying in this stuff. So 
it's clear that this suddenly wasn't going to make it suddenly safe. We'd already been flying in this. Everybody who had been flying either had been exposed or had already been uh, had already con contracted COVID-19 and 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 um, had had developed either robust uh, immune systems or 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 or, or whatever. But they. Mm -hmm. uh, the situation was that this was not something that it seems to us that Kirby took any advice on um, other than the advice that he was being given to work for the for the government. The The U.S. government was pushing this with the Biden administration early in, 19, in 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is a period, it's pretty, pretty clear to us through some of the benefits that United Airlines got as a result of making this a mandate that the United Airlines was rewarded for carrying the water for the U.S. government. They were clearly yeah. acting as an extension of the U.S. government enforcing this law that the government couldn't have passed themselves mm -hmm. to exact exact pressure and and in, increase levels of pain against their own employees. United Airlines, we believe they did that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Jim. Jim, in the early days, uh, I, I, I kind of understood where the government leadership was coming from a little bit, but uh, uh, quite frankly, uh, mass isolation—fifteen days to slow the spread of the entire country—was just a. It might, this is my opinion, a dumb idea. You know, if you want to quarantine folks, then do a quarantine around the places that are the threat. You know, the major cities like New Orleans. I live just north of New Orleans, and during Mardi Gras, uh, a bunch of folks from Italy came over, and Italy was just massively hit uh, uh, by the large population of Chinese uh, workers that were going in and out uh, from Wuhan, actually, in the hundreds of thousands. Uh, uh, that's where their uh, infection started, you know. Uh, uh, so I actually wrote articles about, you know, if you want to quarantine something, quarantine the cities that have been infected the most, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, but this 15 days to slow the spread, I think it just led us down this road uh, to, uh, to now, here we are, what, three years later, as Tom said, uh, you know, it, it, it's just kind of nutty. Do, do you, Jim, uh, have any uh, side effects from the vaccine? Did you take the vaccine, I guess? Uh, no, I did not take the vaccine. So uh, again, have natural immunity, and and like you discussed, uh, it's interesting. We had this 15 days to flatten the curve. Uh, when you know, in, in a, this last 100 years of public health, uh, you you normally quarantine the sick, and you keep mm -hmm. the healthy, uh, you know, out in society yeah. and the society fully functioning. And the same thing we did, you know, with military planning. So. It was just odd to me that we we started with 15 days to flatten the curve, and then we were starting to isolate large portions of the population and actually keeping people closer together, where the big issue we always focused on was transmission of the virus. There was very little discussion in the first year, year and a half about transmission of the virus. Well, people in close proximity obviously do transmit the virus. And if you're isolating, yeah. you know, uh, elderly and nursing homes and, and other things, that can lead to obviously transmitting it. So uh, it was just really odd how uh, 100 years of public health policy was uh, upended and changed 180 degrees from when we started this pandemic. 
Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned that uh, quarantining the sick. You know, even even my proposal about quarantining, you know, cities. Uh, I was thinking New York City and New Orleans at the time, uh, and and the area out in Washington State where the cruise ship folks uh, ended up that caused a, uh, an outbreak up there, uh, and. Uh, 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 even that was too draconian, really, based on the previous public health policy experience. Tom, uh, let's bring you in here and get your thoughts on that. The whole policy was rolled out very, with, with a lot of uh, questions. Like, um, if you if you if you're Home Depot, you can stay open, but if you're um, mom and pop shop, maybe an Ace Hardware downtown, you got to close. If you're a casino, you can stay open, or if you're a bar, you can stay open. Churches, you got to close, or and and it just it there was no logical consistency in the planning at all. And I think anybody, anybody with a with an ounce of just looking around could say something's not right here. Why are we doing it like this? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the common sense uh, common sense factor got thrown out the window. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of what that's one of the reasons why I mentioned in my intro. Uh, to the show that military officers are stepping up. I interviewed uh, uh, a Navy commander that's still on active duty named Robert Green yesterday. He just released his book on July 4th called Defending the Constitution Behind Enemy Lines, which is all about the folks inside the military that were standing up to this uh, and pushing back against it and, 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 the, and the, uh, uh, the tragic consequences that they, that they faced and are still facing uh, because uh, uh, the, what I consider an illegal order by the President of the United States and the uh, and the Secretary of Defense uh, and on down the chain of command, you know, uh, uh, it, it's military folks that are stepping up to this and saying, "Wait a minute, uh, something's not right here." Uh, and I think that's why you guys are, are. It's so important to get you out. I just want to mention that you do have a Gibson Go account, uh, Wings for Liberty and Justice. All all those words together, folks. Uh, they need your help uh, uh, to uh, to finance this legal battle, and we want them to be in this legal battle. This is not just for the 30 or so uh, airline pilots and employees uh, for United. This is for all of us uh, because these cases set massive precedent. Uh, and if we don't win some, we are going to see these very approaches happen again uh, when the next time this happens. And trust me, diseases are like the weather. They happen uh, and pandemics happen. Uh, they're not real frequent, but they do happen and they happen when you least expect them. Uh, well, guys, we've got to take another break here to pay some bills. Uh, and uh, We'll continue this conversation. We'll hear a little more from Ted Cruz uh, and just showing how weak the CEO of the United Airlines is when we come back to the break and talk some more specifics about the harm that United has done to you all and your colleagues. I'm Rob Manus. This is the Rob Manus Show. Truth Thursday. Truth Thursday. Let's defeat tyranny all the way around. We'll be right back.
made that commitment at Delta. The outlier here is, is United. And Mr. Kirby, United's behavior on this issue, I have to say, has been deeply disturbing. Uh, I'm a frequent customer of United. I live in Houston. I've got over a million miles on United. There are over 14,000 United employees in the state of Texas. And the way United has treated its employees is in marked contrast to your competitors sitting here. Your competitors have said they will stand with their employees. United has not made that same commitment. How many pilots has United fired because of failure to comply with the vaccine mandate? Uh, well, Senator, uh, I'm happy to talk also about the rationale for why we did it. We did it for safety. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I have limited time, safety. so my question is how many pilots have you fired? I believe it is six out of 13. Okay. And how many pilots have you p placed on unpaid leave? Uh, I think it's about 80. Okay. How many flight attendants have you fired? Uh, I don't know the number. In total, it's about 200 employees. Well, I will tell you, I spoke this morning to the airline employees for health freedom that said they had over 2,000 United employees who had been placed on unpaid leave because they sought exemptions from the vaccine mandate. They said that, said that included 331 pilots. I will also note that I have been literally inundated with United employees complaining about United's callous disregard for the rights of the, of the pilots. One of the messages was for a pilot who flew for United for more than two decades, who applied for and received an exemption from your vaccine mandate on religious grounds, and it was subsequently placed on leave with no pay and no benefits, including no medical insurance. Now his wife, who relies on her husband's insurance, has had to postpone a necessary surgery of, with no idea of when she'll be able to reschedule because she, she has no idea when her husband will be able to fly again. And you're simultaneously enforcing a non-compete so this pilot can't even go work for your competitors. Another. Welcome back to the Rob Mena Show live here on Red Voice Media Network where we bring you the facts and the truth no matter how hard they are to take. Uh, and we're talking with uh, United Airlines pilot uh, Jim Zetlau and Tom Floyd today uh, representing uh, Wings uh, for Liberty and Justice. And uh, those folks have filed a lawsuit against United Airlines for the harms that they have caused. Uh, uh, pretty weak there on Kirby's part. Uh, I mean, uh, it's just disgusting. Uh, uh, we see a lot of disgusting behavior from leaders, supposed so-called leaders across uh, uh, professions that uh, I once admired greatly, including our own, the U.S. Air Force uh, uh, and Department of Defense, uh, every single day now, every single day now. To, for him not to know the numbers uh, uh, of people that uh, he is harming uh, personally uh, like that and their families uh, is just uh, atrocious, guys. Uh, the uh, it's it's almost unbelievable to to hear Cruz talk about the wife of the pilot that's got to postpone unnecessary surgery. It has no idea where they're going to get health care from, or money, or food, or anything like that. Uh, what is your sense as to uh, uh, beyond the marketing thing? What what is your sense as to the type of environment United created uh, amongst its uh, employees, the work climate? Uh, that they created with these. Let's start with Jim, and uh, and then we'll go to Tom. Yeah, it was uh, talking about the summer of uh, 2021. It was just absolutely hostile. I mean, some companies were like offering jelly donuts to go get a shot. And United, uh, they were offering back in June 
of 2021, you know, uh, some financial incentive, you know, go take the jab and uh, here's a bonus. But quickly, uh, those that were not compliant uh, were quickly, uh, you know, showing uh, an immense amount of hostility uh, from supervisors, the company basically saying, you know, you know, like for others, it might have been, you know, you're going to threaten grandma. But for us, it was like you're threatening your fellow crew members, you're threatening passengers. You need to go get out there and do your duty and get the shot and make sure that we're all 100 percent compliant. Needless to say, I mean, the passengers on United were never mandated to get the jab. Uh, other pilots that were jump seating from other airlines uh, with our pilots were never mandated to get the jab. And of course, other 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 companies that were, you know, subcontracting with United, they were never required to get the jab. But there was an incredible amount of hostile pressure, and the closer we got to our mandated date of September 27, 2021, the more intense things really got. And so, uh, I'll let Tom uh, uh, discuss more. But it was just a brutal uh, treatment if you were one of those that was. Uh, unjabbed and putting others at uh, immense risk. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. because most management are, are are former pilots, right, that deal with you guys? Well, I, I think so. Most of the, uh, like the chief pilots yeah. and uh, the, the director of operations, they usually are pilots. Um, however, you know, there's a, there's a, a small army of managers and middle middle managers and senior managers at, at United Airlines whether or not they're all pilots or not it doesn't it, I don't know but it became very clear that right from the start uh, initially like Jim said they were giving incentives but they you know with a grin and a smile hey go get that shot mm -hmm. and that grin very quickly and by June July time frame was turning into a, uh, a frown and a scowl and by the time we got to uh, uh, September 27th, which was the drop dead date, they were growling and it was awful. You, you, I mean, you remember the 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 the, the quotes that you do it for grandma. You're selfish. Yeah. You're awful. You're 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 the reason the pandemic is still going on. You're the reason that the vaccines aren't working. You're the reason that people are dying, and that was allowed to be focused at the unvaccinated employees. You know, any other group in in the uh, in a corporate uh, employee situation, if there was a group of people such like the unvaccinated or whatever, a uh, pick, pick a particular group that you want, if they yeah. took up an exception with how they were being treated, it would be, I mean, if, if you were to say something about one of these protected groups, you'd be standing on the carpet trying to explain why you should be able to keep your job. But you know what? They didn't have that. The, the United was, I think, fostering and if not creating, they were definitely allowing the environment of hostility towards unvaccinated employees to grow up and fester. And it was absolutely awful. It sounds uh, horrible uh, and very similar to the experiences in, in uh, unfortunately, the U.S. military across the board. I've interviewed uh, uh, folks from cadet level in, in three different, uh, from three different service academies, counting the Coast Guard, to uh, to general officer uh, level uh, and and all in between people that were battalion commanders, squadron commanders, wing commanders uh, uh, that uh, uh, that were all just treated like crap, 
quite honestly. You, Tom, you mentioned uh, in the last segment, though, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, you guys had all been exposed, you know? Uh, I mean... I mean, you weren't like me. I was a retired retired guy, uh, not flying over anybody, kind of self-contained in my own little county, you know, not not moving very far at the time, uh, at this particular time in in my life, and, and my wife wasn't either. I mean, we were we were working at jobs and everything, but we weren't going very far uh, and everything. But you guys were everywhere. You were getting exposed. Uh, uh, and you had natural immunity. I mean, everybody had to have natural immunity by the time the deadline showed up. I think you mentioned that. Uh, what was the discussion like with the leadership about natural immunity? Was there any? I mean, it was suppressed by the government because they wanted, apparently wanted everybody to take the shot for some reason. The, you know, the, the, the goal of the Biden administration was a universal vaccination. And, yeah. and Scott Kirby stepped up and carried the water for that. He was set on making sure that United Airlines was universally vaccinated. They used that as a marketing tool, and I think that this is gonna come back to bite them. Uh, you know, the, the, the key issues for most of the plaintiffs in our group was that it was a religious violation. Uh, most of our, most of our uh, employee, most of our plaintiffs uh, believe very strongly that there is a that the, the sanctity of life, the human embryo, the, the the baby, the fetus, should be protected at all costs. And you know it was very clear early on that the information came came it was true that they were using um, you know human baby fetus cells to develop and in some cases like the Johnson Johnson actually to produce these vaccines, which is violative of most of the plaintiffs in our in our. Uh, complaint, uh, they're, they're religious in, in belief. So when we yeah. filed for religious exemption, those were points that we clearly made that uh, this is a violation of my religious ideals. Um, so um, the the medical and the scientific stuff, um, well, that was always being squashed. I mean, you saw what right. they've done to Dr. Peter McCullough, probably the, the greatest um, mm -hmm cardiovascular surgeon and uh, in, in, uh, cardiologist in, in America, and they literally tried to sh put the lid on him and shut him up. Um, uh, Dr. Malone, also, they tried to squash him. And I mean, the frontline doctors, if you open your mouth about the science not being quite right, or hey, you know, how come this has not been tested? How come this hasn't been proven? They would literally slam you in a box and try to try to make you be quiet. So there was no, there was no um, latitude or no, no information that was we, we could have provided the company that they would have actually taken heat up or listened to or even uh, considered. They were they were dead set on this mission of a universal vaccination as part of the U.S. government initiative, and they were not going to let any amount of truth get in the way of that happening. Yeah, not to mention that uh, those violations, uh, uh, there were other violations, like violation of the EUA, uh, you know, the authority law and policy uh, uh, that uh, that enables the use of an emergency use authorization vaccine or a medication, uh, right, Jim? I mean, the, from the filing, uh, uh, you guys uh, hit them on the you know the fact that they violated that uh, the EUA procedure because they did not warn everybody and give them an opportunity to educate you all on uh, uh, on the consequences uh, adequately of taking this experimental vaccine. Yes, uh, Rob, it's in U.S. law, and everyone remembers that uh, it was August of 2021. There was 
quote, I think it was August 23rd. There was now an approved vaccine by the FDA. But what they did was they approved the uh, Comirnaty uh, vaccine, which was never uh, produced and distributed in the United States. It was overseas. So uh, what happened was is everyone thought that the Pfizer uh, vaccine was approved, and it was not. So Pfizer was continued under EUA law, emergency use authorization law, as well as the Moderna, as well as the Johnson & Johnson. And under EUA law, and we put it in our uh, lawsuit, under uh, U.S. law, USC 21, uh, paragraph 360 BBB, you must have informed consent and the option to take that medical product must be voluntary. So you must consent to taking that you must be uh, also given uh, what the consequences of that treatment are, as well as provided alternatives to that, those treatments and in what those the pros and cons of those alternative treatments are. Uh, did anyone get those specifics uh, when they were offered the, the vaccine? I don't think so. And so we're, we're uh, alleging that they directly violated in black and white U.S. law uh, USC 21360 BBB. And that's just the beginning of the dots that we connect in our lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, the biggest one there is uh, making it non-voluntary, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, that that is, uh, uh, that's what makes the, uh, the order to the military illegal, an unlawful order, uh, because, you know, after the anthrax fiasco, which we all went through, uh, uh, you know, the, the laws were changed to protect military members so they wouldn't have to be subjected to a test-type uh, situation with a unapproved uh, vaccine or, or medication, uh, so to speak. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, so they did exactly the same thing. Uh, uh, they must have had a government agent talking in Kirby's ear, uh, quite frankly, and uh, apparently uh, they did. Well, we got to take our last break, guys, when we come back. Uh, we'll hear from Cruz again talking about uh, uh, the consequences and the harms a little bit more in detail. Uh, but I want to get into what you all said in the lawsuit about uh, what this defendant, United Airlines, did to you. I'm Rob Manis. We'll be right back. Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833 833- 287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. 
Another message I received from another pilot, a constituent self-described proud Texan, flew for the Air Force for almost three decades, including missions in Asia, now founds himself on indefinite unpaid leave with a denial of all benefits to include medical, dental, vision, insurance, disability, travel privileges, crew member access to jump seats, denied access to his retirement savings. This morning, I spoke with a 10-year flight attendant for United, a woman named Ms. Adriana Ubali, who is a single mom, an Hispanic single mom from Texas, who you fired. She received her termination notice tied in a trash can to her front gate. I have a letter here, Madam Chairman, from, from uh, Ms. Ubali describing the disgraceful treatment she received at the hands of United. I ask unanimous consent this record to be entered, this letter Without be entered objection. in the record. Just recently, you're being sued by your employees for mistreating them for violating their terms of employment. Just recently, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals Judge James Ho, someone I know very well, an exemplary jurist, wrote an opinion in which he described the likelihood of your employees succeeding on the merits as the claims against you, quote, appear compelling and convincing at this stage. And I want to read what Judge Ho wrote about United. Title VII forbids employers from retaliating against employees who attempt to exercise their statutory rights. Yet United CEO Scott Kirby told employees in a company town hall meeting that, quote, very few religious exemptions to the vaccine mandate would be granted and that anyone who even attempted to request one would be, quote, putting their job on the line. I saw that video, and it's a disturbing video. He went on to note, this is again Judge Ho writing, the district court thus concluded that United's mandate reflects an apathy if not antipathy for many of its employees' concerns and a dearth of toleration for those expressing a diversity of thought through both its policy and its official statements to employees. United has demonstrated... Welcome back to the Rob Manus Show. Uh, we're live uh, here on Red Voice Media Network with the facts and the truth. We're talking with United Airlines pilots uh, uh, Jim Zetlau and Tom Floyd today, both retired U.S. Air Force pilots, by the way. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Cruz, uh, was, was nailing him, uh, with the facts guys. Uh, let me, let me just take a little bit out of the filing here, uh, because it really, really struck me, uh, just how bad this was. Uh, the defendants, that's United Airlines, used deception, discrimination, psychological manipulation, and physical isolation to force the plaintiffs under threat of termination to participate in a dangerous social and medical experiment violative of established EUA law. Defendants also violated the rule of informed consent by coercing plaintiffs to submit to the experimental unapproved medical product without any information on the potential risks or benefits. Several plaintiffs and other United employees have suffered adverse side effects and harm as a result of submitting to the experimental unapproved medical product. In addition to physical harm, Plaintiffs now face emotional distress as they worry about possible long-term side effects. These risks may even extend to defendants' customers if pilots who submitted to the defendants' uh, pressure to take the EUA products suffer health effects while flying. And Tom, you already mentioned uh, uh, a couple of incidents. Uh, how, do you know how many incidents there have been, of, especially pilots, 
having medical emergencies in the cockpit with United uh, since they were forced to take all these vaccines? No, we don't actually have the exact number, but we're looking forward to getting into uh, discovery where we will have that number and the public will be made aware that uh, of, of how many uh, incidents, how, how what, what the rate of increase was. You know, uh, mm-hmm. just recently I, I was uh, listening to a, a doctor, I think maybe, maybe Dr. McCullough, where he said that over 50 million Americans were, were injured by that vaccine now with, with, with heart problems. Um, and there are a litany of, of problems that the vaccine proposed, especially to uh, the American public and, and to, but, but I say especially to pilots. You know, pilots aren't even legally allowed to take any experimental drug, and that's exactly what all these were. You know, Jim talked about it with, uh, with the, uh, uh, the, the, the 360 BBB, the 21 U.S. Code 360 BBB. We had to have, be allowed to uh, be informed of the, of the, the consequences, the risks, the, uh, but the thing is, is even if this had been a FDA approved drug, which it mm-hmm. never was, it was always experimental. It had never yeah. passed FDA approval process. Even if it had been FDA approved, it was not FAA approved for pilots to take. Yet, yet Kirby and United literally forced pilots to take this shot, this experimental drug. So they, they were violating federal law by taking these law these shots at, at the coercion of the company, saying, if you don't do this, yeah. we're going to fire you. So it's a rock and a hard place. A lot of people don't have the ability to say, I this is a rock I'm going to stand on, and I'm not going to be pushed any further. Um, my heart goes out to those employees at United who who took this shot under duress because they they were afraid that they were going to lose their income, lose their house, not be able to, to to feed their children. This this mandate that United imposed on its employees was criminal, and it not it needs to not be looked over. And yeah. and and you 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 brought it up briefly that uh, United Airlines was going to be they're fighting this and that we're fighting them. Uh, you mentioned our Give Send Go account, but you know they are going to money they have to to not be found guilty of all of these things that we claim they are that they're guilty of, and and rob some of them are going to be criminal, and they're going to spend yeah. any amount of money they can to prevent that. And we need as much help as as your listeners are willing to give to us. So uh, go to Give Send Go and 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 help us. Just ten or twenty dollars a month would go. A long, long way with us. Thank you. Yeah, we'll certainly, uh, certainly push it as much as we can. You know, the Gibson Go is Wings for Liberty and Justice uh, at Gibson Go, folks, uh, uh, because we've got to help these guys. You know, Jim, uh, uh, my wife and I took the vaccine eventually based on the data that we had at the time. Uh, and I even made her wait because she's a cancer survivor uh, uh, until I got through a few months to make sure that I hadn't had any side effects. Uh, but by the time she took it, uh, we still weren't aware of these things that we're aware of now, like the explosion in cancers uh, that apparently is happening uh, in society today. Uh, you see reports of it now, uh, even in the corporate media. Uh, and uh, the psychological impact of that is, uh, you know, I'm worried about that every single day uh, that I'm breathing, uh, that something's going to happen with her. Uh, 
uh, and that it's going to uh, backfire on us. Uh, uh, you have to run into a lot of employees like that. Yeah, for, and and we're getting reports. They're informal reports through you know informal networks that mm-hmm. that that hundreds and hundreds of uh, you know employees have been impacted by you know side effects uh, from these uh, these injections. And so uh, that includes, you know, pilots that uh, there are medical incidents that uh, that, uh, you know, reportedly could be related to uh, these injections. And of course, that's flight attendants and others. So obviously, it's uh, not just impacting flight uh, operations, but, you know, the the public across the across the nation and and the globe in that aspect. But you mentioned, uh, you know, there's side effects of you know, myocarditis, uh, turbo cancers, yeah. uh, there's neurological issues. And again, I didn't, you know, I didn't bring this up in my bio, but after I finished the 2007 pandemic plan, I moved into uh, the NORAD command center, Cheyenne Mountain, as a command center director. So, you know, I spent many, uh, you know. Oh. Well, it looks like we lost. Uh, I think he there dropped he is. off. Okay. Okay. Uh, Three o'clock in the morning, you know, just just monitoring things across the United States uh, from you know Cheyenne Mountain. Mm. I always felt uh, an obligation to try to protect lives, and so I'm um, yeah. just just heartbreaking for me as a military officer to see the millions and millions of people, you know, the the hundreds or possibly thousands of United employees affected by side effects, and the millions across America that have these these uh, side effects from the injections. That just it just breaks my heart. Yeah, it's uh, it's very heartbreaking. You know, I was an Air Force kid. Uh, my brothers and I were, so I've got a shot record that goes all the way back to the time I was born, a Department of Defense uh, yellow book shot record, stack of them. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it just, it just, it just tears me up to know uh, that uh, the trust that we put into the public health uh, the medical profession, uh, our, uh, the, the, the data getting to leaders for decisions, uh, some of the decision makers uh, are making decisions uh, knowing uh, that uh, they either didn't have the data or the data wasn't showing what they were telling the public about this. Uh, uh, it's really heartbreaking uh, to have to bring these truths and these facts to the American people and to really people around the world, hopefully more than just Americans, will see shows like this. Uh, well, gentlemen, we're, we're out of time. Uh, thank you so much. We will get people to go to that Gibson Go account, Wings for Liberty and Justice. Uh, and thank you. Uh, thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you for your service to our nation, your continued service to all of us, because it really is for all of us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Well, folks, I'll see you on more War Mondays. We're going to go around the horn, China, Taiwan, Ukraine, lots of developments uh, there. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate we've missed out on diplomatic opportunities to end that war. Uh, but uh, we'll be talking about that on Monday with uh, Commander Randy Arrington again. Uh, and uh, it'll be a big show. It'll be very informative and uh, fast-paced. We've got a lot of info to cover. Uh, I will be up on Twitter Spaces uh, with Shell Shocked and uh, and Cat uh, here at uh, in just a few minutes live by audio on Twitter Spaces with Shell Shocked and Cat, uh, the new team that's 
here on Red Voice Media Network. And this will be our first Twitter Spaces that is powered by the most dangerous network in America, Red Voice Media Network. I'm Rob Manus. I'll see you next week. <laughs>